this is our this is gonna be our sort of Christmas special, if you will. <laughs> Uh, or maybe our New Year's uh, thing. Maybe a little bit of a Chinese New Year, Kwanzaa, <laughs> Hanukkah, uh, Feliz Navidad. I will say you this. Know, uh, I recently, just just uh, the other day, took the time to actually do uh, some uh, Wikipedia research on the old Kwanzaa. Because I always thought it was weird that the only time I ever heard about it was when white people were complaining about it. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, it is specifically made for black people. I thought it was just like... Certain- Kwanzaa is like a really weird 21st century creation from yeah, some yeah. dude in like, what, like the 70s Here, or something. I, I thought like I thought it was something came from like the old nope. old ages. And, yeah, then, is real and then white people just labeled it a That's black why black thing. people are really confused about Kwanzaa because Kwanzaa is like, not a real thing. No, Kwanzaa is like the holiday equivalent of Soul Plane. Like they just took something <laughs> that existed. Yeah, right. Like, you're like, okay, listen, so we're going to merge Hanukkah and Christmas yeah, together, what, and we're going to black I, it up. That's literally what happened. The way that I read it was, uh, you know, the lady was like, uh, you know, there's no real holidays that celebrate black culture, so let's do that on sort of around Christmas. And I thought that was very strange. So. Well, it's a really weird thing, uh, because, again, like most, a lot of black people, obviously, uh, as the answer knows, are, uh, you know, very Christian. Uh, so, like... Yeah, like for like for like black people, like you talk about Kwanzaa, like black people are more confused by Kwanzaa than white people because like white people at least have made an effort to study Kwanzaa because they hear it's a thing, and black people are like the fuck are y'all talking about? Yeah. We celebrate Christmas, yeah. you know what I mean? We're like we're like, like, why are y'all pretending like Kwanzaa is a weird like? And it's it's, it's so funny that black people are like it's not no, but like Christmas to, the where, like, to the point where like niggas that I know are like. Do you know? Have you ever <laughs> met someone that celebrated Kwanzaa? Right? And I have been. Have you ever been to a Kwanzaa pageant? I've been to a Kwanzaa pageant. No, number one, let me let me, let me preface with this: I have never been to a pageant in my life. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Y'all sound two. like bitches. To I'll, be fair, I, never, it is weird they call it a Kwanzaa pageant I, and not like a two, gathering. I've or never seen the pageant is a very white. Thing. I've never seen Kwanzaa happen outside of a commercial the day after Christmas. Okay, so is, you literally merged two things yeah. that I've never seen oh happen, <laughs> and you saw it live. You merged two ghosts with each other. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, okay. Here's the thing: I can't even remember where this place was that I went to go see this Kwanzaa uh, thing at. I know this was back in Texas. Uh-huh. We went to. Are you from Texas? I'm born and raised Houston, Texas. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my God, you're like Mike Jones. I know, right? I was around when Mike Jones was before he blew up. Really? When I when I went off to college in Greencastle, Indiana, uh, DePaul University, uh, and I was trying to tell people about oh, shit. Mike Hold Jones, Greencastle, Indiana, DePaul University. Fucking thing sucks. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to tell people about down. Mike Jones. This would have been my like sophomore year or something, and I was like, listen. I don't think you guys really understand that this dude is going to blow up and be a national phenomenon. And I yeah. played songs for him. Yeah. I played songs for my friends, and they were like, you're shitting us, right? This guy's right, yeah. huge. And I was like, no, it's going to happen. Right. We almost got him to come and perform for one of our parties. And this is, uh, you know, I was doing the whole phone number thing. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Mike Jones, you don't know. Not a sports guy. Yeah. You said playing songs, <laughs> so I assume music. Yeah, yeah. So, songs. Songs. Mike Jones, Mike Jones, rapper. He's a rapper. He was a rapper. Okay. He was a rapper. He He's was not a... the guy who played the, uh, I need a dollar. No, no, that's Aloe okay. Black. That's Aloe uh, Black. I, that's Mike Jones. Way far Mike Jones. Far. I just thought it would be yep. fascinating because yeah, that, no, uh, definitely right. very far. Oh, Mike my. Jones was a, a chubby Ninja Turtles looking, uh, individual who got famous, uh, out of the Houston rap scene around the same time that, uh, Chameleon Air got famous with, uh, Riding Dirty. He came out of the same crew as them. Mike Jones was famous for saying his that's cell phone jam. number. Uh, yes. Uh, no. It's a good jam, uh, riding dirty. 
He was famous Mostly because I like the white and nerdy. Yeah, but. you like that. You like that. <laughs> Mike Jones uh, would say his phone number in songs. He would say... Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. It was 281-330-8004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. And that was how he got very famous. And then he got a song called Back Then. Uh, and the chorus was back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. Uh, and he had that song with Paul Wall yeah, and Bun B. What uh, was that? Tipping, uh, tipping Paul Fofos. Wall's the white guy yeah. with the tipping diamonds. 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 Yeah. Paul Wall did grills. Congratulations on that one. That's, I also, that's white people. Now, now Paul Wall also uh, created the song. Here's, got the internet going. I, I know about him yeah. for the whitest reason ever. He was listed in the, uh, he was listed on, on the Netflix documentary they made about taking rappers over to Africa to show them how diamonds were mined. Uh, He's like listed as one of the three people in the film. He was a jeweler first. He's a jeweler from Houston. He still makes, he made custom grills for everybody. That's kind of uh, how he got really big. That would explain. So when Nelly did his song Grills, he featured Paul Wall. Oh, yeah. It's Paul Wall, baby. Uh, but Paul Wall and Chameleon Air were actually a rap duo before Riding Dirty. That's how they really got big yeah. in Houston. They were a rap duo, Paul Wall and Chameleon Air. They had a whole. So what's that got to do with Mike Jones? Mike Jones was a part, part of them. The, the uh, so they were Swap all house. part of, they were all around yes. me. Uh, Swisher House. Swisher House. Swisher House was Tila yeah. and 8-Ball and MJJ. Uh, Swisher House. Like Swisher Sweets? Yes, that you exactly. make That you cut open and make into yeah. blunts? I'm not yeah. sure how we got uh-huh. sidetracked a You see this? Uh, I know but the, some but things the, about the Mike shit. Jones, the Mike Jones thing. Yeah. I'm just, I was just saying, commenting on in the, in the sense that Mike oh, Jones Houston. literally went, yeah, from Houston, but uh, Mike Jones literally went from being this kind of Houston also ran... He, he's, like, he, at one point, he got so many text messages and calls from people that, like, he had to get Sprint to comp his bill because it was <laughs> so outrageous. You know what I'm saying? Round, words to live by. Uh, and so it's, it's a very funny thing that you, that you mentioned. I don't know. I don't know. We got sidetracked on talking about the holidays, but, uh, we were in Kwanzaa. We were talking about Kwanzaa. I was trying to Kwanzaa talk about pageant. when the first time I saw Kwanzaa a Kwanzaa pageant, pageant. pageant. Yeah. it was at, like, some, like, school facility <laughs> where it was, like, a really nice ass thing. And I remember like sitting around, like looking at all, like all the black people that was there, and I was like, "Nobody here wants to be here right no, no, now. No. Don't nobody give a fuck about Kwanzaa. All these motherfuckers got Christmas trees in their yeah. house." And I remember like uh, every now and then we had the Sounds of Blackness uh, gospel album. I don't know if you know. Yeah, you know, or, yeah, yeah. everybody knows Sounds of Blackness. You don't know about Sounds. I do. You don't know that was referenced in a song by a white rapper who died uh, last year that is the of worst. a drug overdose. That is the worst. Uh, uh, oh God, hold on! Don't tell me. Idea and abilities. E and A. Sounds of Blackness? Yeah. The gospel track. Yeah. The gospel album. He specifically said, "I got Sounds of Blackness on my headphones." And something around about prednisone. Okay, all right. Kwanzaa pageant. E and A, E and A, ideas and abilities. Is this? This is not. But nah. Sounds of Blackness had like clearly one that. Only, ra- come on, tell only, me that rings a bell. I don't know who you're talking nah, about. Yeah. Sounds really? of Blackness had one of the only. That's a really good jam. Kwanzaa tracks where they would like Hold on. go through the different days. I have to play this because right? this like, is. Self-determination. And I was like, all right, well, we need to stop black people. Hold on, hold on. This is a good, this is, tell me, this is a good jam. I'm telling you, it's a good jam. This is like one of my favorite little, because it's about, it's about, uh, it's called Exhausted Love, but no. Uh, he talks about like like uh, he doesn't need a job and he's tired of people telling him to like get like some shitty job where he hates himself. He'd rather just fucking live in poverty and do what he wants to do, blah, blah. And, you know, like I said, he died of a drug overdose last year, but... Every single commodity you produce is a piece of your own death. End of interview. Oh, I'm sick. 
so goddamn tired. Can't tell if I'm done or just uninspired. And don't give me that. You can be somebody's speech. That ain't your place. Let me be. I'm an example of a candlelight life with electric relaxation. Brain trampled by devotion. Why? Control channel changing. Something provoked the whole globe to lower expectations. I have a real question. What's All right. With my generation? Why are white rappers always incredibly articulate? Like, and I don't mean that like, oh, Obama's articulate, but you know, like, I don't mean it like that. But like, why? Because they actually put the emphasis on telling a story, and you know who's the no, best? No, no, like, they always emphasize every word so hard. It's like, oh, I'm so tired, uninspired. Put the pizza in the fire. <laughs> You know what, I would, I would almost, I would much rather that than the old, like, you know how every time any black rapper showed up, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, "Sounds of nature." By the way, first to come and last to leave will never be immortalized. This sort of life is completely overrated. I'm sick of being the only one I know that's trying to make it. So right now I'm heading home. Got sounds of nature, volume one in my headphones. It's okay, not wait. sounds of blackness at all. By the way, all. it sounds Damn. nature. By the way, or, yeah, sounds of nature, the, volume one. That's is that is says. that another rap album, or is that like one of those? No, I don't. I believe that is something that you bought from the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, he's listening to like the yeah, ocean. Oh, all right, sorry. So sorry. You have no idea. All right. I'm sorry, but it's a good you, song. It's you have lost jam. your newsletter. Come on, it's a good jam. That you built there. Do you not think it's a good jam? That hood cousin credibility. I like this song. It's a good. It's a good song. It's got a nice. It's got a nice. Right. It just sounds like a. It sounds like white rap. Like when white rappers make songs, like I'm always like, oh, even it, like the Look only person that I can't tell. No, I don't mean like that. But the only white rapper that I I can never tell is you guys know who Action Bronson is. No. Oh, okay. He's the only one that I'm kind of like, oh, I can't tell. I feel like that's the thing though, where it's like if I if I saw a white rapper perform live, I bet I would walk away knowing what they're rapping about. Oh, absolutely. Versus a black rapper where if they are by themselves, that's a miracle. And you usually, I remember like the first time that I, I remember the first time I saw Nelly. I'm thinking of classic Christian miracles. Of yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the but by of, the way, before you understand, like, real It quick, is a miracle to see a black rapper. No, I'm just saying, like, you have to understand, understand, you have to understand that I've had many fucking debates with TK over the years where I said, you have never seen a miracle. I've told him, I said, you have never seen a miracle. And every time he tries to reference what he considers a miracle, I'm always like, no, at best, that's coincidence. Coincidence, but more likely, here's what happened. And I explain it, and he goes like, "All right, I'll let me give you another example." <laughs> and I'm always like, "You've never seen a miracle. A miracle would be the next time the Westboro Baptist Church lines up to protest, God's hand comes down and squishes them. Right? Yeah. That would be a fucking miracle. I would walk the fucking earth." If I saw a hand come down and squish the West, Westboro Baptist Church for saying that, like, they're protesting in his name. That's sort of old school God shit. That's what he used to do. You said, like, oh, God's on my side. I'm going to go rape a bunch of children and God would come down and fucking burn your town or turn you into pillars of salt or something. And nowadays he just, like, sits up there because I feel like a bigger, it's easy to do that when we have science and we I, can prove that, you know. I feel like the bigger, I feel like the bigger miracle is that Teddy just admitted to us that he went <laughs> To a Nelly concert. <laughs> no, I didn't go to a Nelly concert. You didn't hear me finish my story. Uh, that's not what I'm okay, saying. That's not what I'm saying, man. That's not what I'm saying. 
Okay. You said I saw this Nelly live. Answer. I saw him live on my television at uh, the beach. To be fair, Awards. saying that you saw somebody okay. live is different. Okay. Yeah, and I he didn't say I was at the Nelly like the show, right? the first time Taking that I had seen Nelly perform live. And with my I cousins. saw like 7,000 St. Lunatics up on the stage. Yeah. And just dudes with no shirts on and just P.S. at the knees. P.S. Why are they St. Lunatics? Because they're from St. Louis. Louis. And they're lunatics. Yeah. So By the way, they're all vegetarians. Did you know that? Well, well that is lunacy. Nelly, Nelly and the St. <laughs> lunatics are all ve- Murphy ve- Lee? strict vegetarians. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm serious. Nelly is not a vegetarian. Yeah, he is. How are you doing? Vegeta- because they talk about it. Like, if you follow them on Twitter. <laughs> Hey man, if you follow Yasser on Twitter, that's what I'm trying to tell you to follow Yasser on Twitter. Follow Nelly on Twitter. Follow Yasser on Twitter. All their dietary habits. (laughs) Okay, you'll be right in the loop of things. You will know when Jermaine Dupree switches over to a Caesar. You will know. Gosh, I did, I did know he went bald though. By the way, if you really know about the same lunatics being fucking, yeah. You know what I really? Is the other thing too about rappers is the same thing (laughs) where like. Twitter gets real black around it's 8 a really, o'clock. It's a real amazing phenomenon that like rap, like rap, we've talked about it this It turns a into a little boozy at 8 where, o'clock. Where you, I guess <laughs> the news radio episode with Phil Hartman where he doesn't understand what anyone's talking about. He's like, oh, the bass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rhythm is so incredible. The but, bass speaks to me in, in real places life, though, I didn't even know I had ears. In real yeah. life, even when white people hear the actual lyrics for rap songs, they don't understand what's being articulated. The best example is Nelly, again, and since we talk about the same lunatics, uh, Nelly with his country grammar, okay, uh, no one, I feel like, in white America really understood that that hook and that chorus was about committing a drive-by. Well, I'm going down, for down what song? baby. Yo, Yo Street in the Rage, Street Sleeper Baby, Cock yeah, Ready to Let It Go. That is a drive-by. Yeah, no, no. Listen Absolutely. to it, pal. But no one understood that, dude. I used to fucking be on buses in summer camps taking trips to Celebration Station, right? And everybody would be singing that. Oh, by the way. Just be like sitting around being like, there's a lot of privileged white kids that really do not understand. They are singing about yeah. murder right now. And that's amazing. That is an amazing thing as a culture to be here's, that out of here's touch. Here's that scene. Yourself, aren't you morally obligated to service it for free? I was. Your warranty ran out last week. That's a lie. When did I sell it to you? I don't know, seven or eight months ago. Oh, look, I ran out yesterday. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I don't know, it just doesn't sound right. Listen. Sorry, I like it loud. Uh, change the station, dude. Uh, it's not a radio station, that's a CD. You actually listen to this garbage? It's not garbage, Joe. It's rap music, and I love it. <laughs> the wild rhythms, pulsating bass lines. This stuff speaks to me in places I didn't even know I had ears. <laughs> well, I can fix it, but, uh, you know, this is going to cost you. This is a highly sophisticated piece of electronics. You know, i got to look at schematics. Fine, fine. Perhaps my friend, Mr... Frank. Right. Perhaps my friend, Mr. Frank, will come this way. Yeah, that should cover it. Let's see here. Oh, look. There, it's fixed. <laughs> How on earth did you do that? See that knob there? The one marked treble? Yeah, you had it turned all the way down. You should be able to hear all the words now. There are words? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. But I feel like that's what happens. I feel like I feel like it is the same reason that DMX can enjoy a cultural place where we... Yeah! Adorably laugh at his singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, right? While ignoring the fact that he only was able to obtain millions because he put together catchy choruses in between murder verses. Okay, number one, DMX is arguably the best rapper of all time. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare right 
DMX, DMX paved the road for artists that I love, like Waka right. Flock of Flame. Do you see how much deep on the uh, uh, Coonery tip? Uh, uh, yeah, you don't yeah, like Waka Flocka? Here's, I feel like Waka Flocka and this like is a all very those holiday ask episode. Oh, no. Like no, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go Waka Flocka, Gucci. Uh, who else? I don't know any of these fucking people. so good. Gucci's a clothing label. Gucci, Gucci Mane. Mane. They they make Gucci Mane. Mane. Gucci Mane has a song. I'm, uh, I'm, I've, 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 I've heard the name. Have you heard of Gucci Have you ever heard of anybody in a social gathering just yelling out, Gucci have you heard that? Have you heard anybody do that? Because that's a Gucci Bane reference. Yeah. A, no, and B, I wouldn't because I don't hang out in those sorts of social situations you, where somebody do you might... walk outside to the grocery store yeah. because you would hit it. Then. Gucci. No. Now, to be fair, I may have heard somebody yell that. I can't think of a time, but if somebody did, I would just immediately you be like, I would immediately think that somebody was excited that. about somebody else's purse. And that is where Gucci may. Because you know what? The, the people who would yell that in public in, in places that I frequent would be. Your favorite people to tweet, white chicks. Yes. Uh, trying to be hood. Yes. Uh, and if a white Very girl true. yells out Gucci like that, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, There's oh, a sense she of is in love with that girl's purse, is what I would think to myself. Like, oh, she must be in love. Or she's pointing out that her purse is a fake by calling it Gucci. Nope. I don't know. Gucci. I thought it'd be kind of like that white girl irony shit. If I they give you love. a quick... Well, well, it, is, it is a little bit with a Gucci. Drink Gucci. up like so much rapper Gucci juice. may have the best song uh, out right now, and it's called Rolly Up, right? And so the chorus goes, uh, put your rolly up, put your rolly up. If you got a rolly, then throw it up. If you ain't got a rolly, then step it up. The end. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Don't say anything else. <laughs> say nothing else. Wait. I am now in my head. I'm going to go through. I'm going to I'm going to try to name three things that might be a roly because okay. I really don't know. You don't know. No. I'm going to right off the bat. My first thing is I'm thinking like 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 a like a blunt. OK. Uh, don't tell me if I I'm right that. or wrong. OK. Don't tell me okay. right or wrong. Get you. I'm going to go ahead and assume I'm wrong because you didn't say yes. OK. So but anyway. I'm just going to, I'm going to, don't say anything for the All other right. two. You can say okay, but don't right. tell me if I'm right or wrong. Ooh. Uh, like, like rolls in the hair. Okay. Probably, probably not that. Okay. Probably not okay. that. It's amazing to me that you're struggling so badly with this because you clearly easy. are not the hood cousin. I, yeah. I am. Well, in a white family? Yeah, you're not the hood cousin. Yeah, yeah. Yasser can all tell right. you as all a, as a right. Twitter expert. All right. All you're not right. the hood cousin. Yeah, he knows a lot of hood cousins. We don't have. And we don't, all of them are about then 13 Then apparently, to I'm in a. I'm from a family that has no hood <laughs> they cousins. All robbed a bank. <laughs> as as I expressed on a previous episode, uh, sometimes I'm the black guy in the room. Uh, I've true. talked about this before. This so in that case, I'm the hood cousin. But yes, right. okay. Yeah. Oh one God. More. What was it? Roly or Rolio? Roly. You should know just from the name. Yeah, I can't. It's actually. I'm not. Can you kidding. see why Quincy was so dumbfounded now? Yeah. Can you see how random yeah. you jumped? <laughs> I, I'm him. actually like. It's <laughs> actually amazing to me that uh, right? you weren't like. Oh, I know exactly what that was. Right. Like, the fir- that should have been the first thing. Here's said. here's what here's what we've always described. Hold on. Mitch I've got one more guess. Mitch God is, damn it. Mitch has always been because described. I know that like Roland, like Roland Deep, you're like, so far but you know, it's like you're. I assume it's not. 
not related to that. Always describe uh, Mitch as Johnny Carson in his prime white. (laughs) (laughs) That is how Mitch is known. He upsets me as like, I really wish I knew this. I really do. You do. You do know. Hold on, I'm trying to You will know it when we tell you. Well, no, no. Wait, hold on. I'm just, I'm recapping your last. Okay. Uh, the second, the second one you said was corn. You were saying hair, like corn rows, those are rows, not rolls. Like maybe if they had curly hair, you'd flow your curly hair. No. And then your first guess was like a blunt, which is actually m- m- kind of makes you do sense. Roll, it you makes do roll sense, a blunt or roll a joint. It's now to it be is fair, the most I am also yeah. including so joints in that. Yeah, first yeah, that's part. fine. Okay, okay, you literally have five seconds okay. to answer. Oh us. my god! Four, <laughs> three, Mitch, come on. Two. It's so obvious. One. Your phone. Roll. I don't know. No. I have Rolex. no idea. Rolex. Rolex. Throw. Oh. You rolly. Your roll? Have you never heard it called a roll? Look what? at his face. Look at his face. You were supposed to know this. <laughs> you buy. We got Roly from you. Yeah. We didn't that, come up with Roly. Yeah, that's a white. You thing. act like we know Rolies. We didn't make up Rolies. I've never heard a white or black person refer to a Rolex as a Roly. You sound poor. Yeah, that. I mean, and to I'm be fair, poor. to be fair. <laughs> In my head, like in my head. <laughs> no, when white people have something to brag about, no. this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, when white people have something to brag about. Beamer. No, when. Oh, show you right. Ah, ah, show ah. you right. You ain't got nothing. You I ain't will, got nothing. I will reference that. I will reference okay, that. Go. When bi- white people have something to brag about to people who don't have it, they use the full fucking name okay. so they can look it up and figure out how goddamn expensive it would be. Right. Now, when they're talking to other people who have one, they will shorten it. BMWs, Beamers, were, are, are readily accessible and not that expensive. To who? This is the second time he said a really expensive car isn't expensive. Yeah. Granted, okay, this isn't gonna. Now I'm not talking. Aren't gonna get that. Now there's but different. No, you but said there's Tesla was. I know that. Expensive. No, look, I know that. They I are. know that the the general. You might like. You have a BMW used to not make that many models, and ergo, they were all fucking expensive. Right. But in making themselves mainstream around the time, how that mainstream they, is a BMW? Hold on. Around the time that they got more mainstream, around the time that people started calling them fucking Beamers, they started making more models. They made lower class models. Now, right. if you made like like three eighteen T a BMW. Uh, well, that's not, actually a TI is actually higher up on the three scale. No, the, th- the 318 TI, the hatchback. Now, look, a three series is the cheapest one they make, but right. a TI is a fuel injected, uh, uh, turbo, which is, those are two things that are a premium on the three series. Okay. Turbo injected and, uh, and, uh, now, and turbo. Turbo and fuel injected. I'm sorry. Turbo and fuel injected. The I says a fuel yeah, injection yes. and the T is for turbo. So a 318, yeah, absolutely. A 318, uh, brand new is 1819. Used, come on. Right. You can get a Civic. Right. Um, and it probably lasts you longer. Uh, but so, so BMW has, they, they used to pretty much just make what, what are now fives and sevens, the five right. series and the seven series. Seven series is the most expensive. Well, not the most expensive. The most expensive, uh, family sedan right. they make is the seven series. Uh, beyond that, they make an M3, an M5, and an M6. Okay. There's also the 6 Series. Right. 6 Series is more sporty. M6 is the top of the line. If you just were like, I want a BMW, I don't care what Which kind it is, I and I want a to... bow on for my wife during Christmas? I just want yes. the most expensive fucking thing, they would say M6. Right. 
The top of the line M6 is going to cost you like that's like supercar status. M6s are really expensive. They're like 180. Give I or take. have a two but, inch, but a three set, a three series, like a base level three series BMW is you know. 19,000, 18,000. And that's not like in cash because like really a, a literally a Honda Civic is 18, 19,000. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're not expensive in that regard. Right. That's why I say they're not expensive. Now Rolexes, your average individual doesn't have a Rolex. So if you're, you know, white Wall Street guy, you're going to be like, Oh, my Rolex It's the same thing as, um, we've talked about the Harvard cock thing before, uh, Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller. Uh, says that he, along with a friend of his, whenever somebody says Harvard, they say cock. Because people who are from Harvard, cock, always want to tell you they're from there. Right. They've always, you know, it's like, it's that old joke of like, how do you know if somebody you're talking to has ever been to Harvard? Don't worry, they'll tell you. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. They don't call it Harvey. You know what right. I mean? They don't shorten it in any right. way. They could, but they don't. All right. Because they want to brag about this thing that you don't know. So I would think it's it's surprising to me that Rolex got shortened at all. I don't think it's shortened by black people, though. Uh, well, like, what we do. Uh, 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 oh, you but could you, also say Rolls Royce, but they don't shorten that Rolls. to Rolls. It is. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, I'm saying they do Rolls. Yes, they do. No, they short it to Rolls, but not Rolly. As I'm saying, that would make more sense if they shorten. You took out a whole word, though. Rolex I know, is but only it's, one it's word. the first part. <laughs> the rolls. Yeah. We took. But out. you don't call a Bentley a Bent, do you? Or a do you call it a Benny, perhaps? No. That seems a little Bentley, awkward. Bentley gets its Bentley treatment because you can't. Bentley doesn't really lend itself more towards appropriation. You know now, when it comes to Rolls Was Royce, there's though? only there's only one model of Rolls Royce that the rappers care about, and it's the Phantom, which is quicker yeah. than saying Rolls Royce. You just say Phantom. Well, no, now they like yeah. the Ghost too. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's a really weird. You, it's a really weird evolution. I don't know. Anyway, but, I'm just saying. It yeah. surprises I, me that Rolex. As got the big timer said, though, Rolex most sex. Uh, yeah. That was what uh, Manny Fresh said. Manny Fresh in, uh, yeah. Get your Manny roll Fresh, on. Yeah. He said Rolex. And, he wasn't, and, and by the way, if you, if you have yeah, a, a if you have a genuine Rolex, you should not be putting it up in the air like that. Well, no, you would no, because you it equals to. most sex. Yeah. How could you not? That's what Manny Fresh told you back in like the 1998. And then the people, I, then and let me just say this. Let me just say this. On. That is not a real Rolex. It was a real no, Rolex. No, it is. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't have one, you want them to step it up and they need to know. Yeah. So you put your real Rolex in the air. Yeah. I don't think you if understand you're spending, how rappers work, if you're man. Spending if I have money and on a you watch, don't, no, listen, Mitch, you're not putting that shit in there. Mitch, this is how it works. If I have money, and you don't have money, okay? <laughs> and I'm a rapper. What I'm going to do to show you and all the non-other money-having people that I have money is throw my money at you to take home, yeah. okay? Yeah. Now, right. I have enough money that I can throw a couple bills at you surfs and watch you cling yeah. to them like they're important. And I could go and buy a bottle with my black card that showed up in a fucking briefcase while you surfs scrape around for a couple Benjamins or some fucking... Now, let me, let me, okay? let me, let me present to you, uh, let me, let me present to you an, an alternative no argument. Plans. Because here's the, here's the thing. When it comes to, say, pricey cars, right. like a Phantom, a Ghost, uh, a Bentley of a any Kia. kind, a Rolls Royce of Ford any kind, Porsche Panamera. 
Yeah, a Porsche Panamera would also work. That's ninety thousand dollars. Pontiac Aztec. It's, it's, it's a good, you know. See, Porsche made a sedan. Congratulations, Porsche. You You're out of the small dick club. The Panamera is one of the illest cars on the it's, market. It's, it's, it's probably. I will say this. It's definitely the greatest looking Porsche I have ever seen yeah, in my life. But absolutely. it's still a Porsche. Ah, anyway, whatever. Anyway. That's fine. But the point is, when it here, let me put it this way: when it comes to vehicles, it's very easy to rent one for a day. Okay. Right. When it comes to uh, Cristal, it's not that mu- it's not pro- prohibitively expensive. It is prohibitively expensive to have a, a refrigerator full of it, but a bottle of Cristal is one hundred and fifty. Yeah, but no one buys a bottle. I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying that if you want to look well, fancy, too, right? you could make you could grab a bottle of you know uh, of of of. A Cristal or uh, or uh, ooh, That's what was the other big champagne one? Moet Chandon. Eh, maybe that could work. No. Well, you get the, the higher. One. I'm, so, the I'm the trying to think of the one in like the '80s uh, that was a champagne. Anyway, Dom Perignon, yeah, yeah. Bottle of Dom or bottle of Cristal. That's about 150 bucks, maybe 120, depending where you are. In a club, I'm sure it's more like two, three hundred dollars. Right, yeah. But it's not. That, but, yeah. but it's not prohibitive. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're if you wrong, make guess, if you ahead. make if you make you know fifty sixty thousand dollars a year, you could you easily yeah, go yeah. to a club and get a bottle of Dom or a bottle of a Cristal, right. and you're not going to be unable to pay your rent right. okay you could also rent a car now a rolex is very easy painfully well i wouldn't say painfully easy to fake but more often than not it is a fake a real rolex you can't rent for the fucking day will cost you sixty thousand dollars out of the game at rolex the low day. end yeah. like 60k right you know what i mean some of them Half a million dollars. Yeah. So I would be, I would be of the mind that like the people who are throwing rollies, quote unquote, you? into the air would be people who are, you know, for the people who are impressed with a Rolex, the bitches who would be like, I'm gonna fuck this dude because he got a Rolex. Those kinds of women, guarantee fucking to you, I would bet a Rolex that they could not pick a Rolex out of a lineup of five fake Rolexes surrounding it. In Unless fact, even if with a 50-50 odds with a veterans. real versus, I can guarantee you those bitches ain't veterans. Now, now, yes, old money yes, is a veteran yes, of Rolexes, yes. yes, yes. yes. But you, new money, now, okay, ain't fair, fair, know fair, fair, fair point. But I think again, uh, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about hood rats. Okay, yeah, we're talking about scallywags. Okay. Yep, mm-hmm. talking about tip drills. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. absolutely. Do you know? Of uh, these types of people that I'm talking about, yeah, you've had always, firsthand interactions. Always, with. yeah, always. Do you think they have enough experience in the game to be able to suss out uh, a Rolex versus a Folex? Have they been around long enough to ascertain the small? But particular differences, the nuances, if you will. Well, isn't no the way. biggest the biggest thing no with the Rolex, chance. right? Is the way it ticks, mm-hmm. correct? Because a real Rolex. Doesn't. And how are you going to listen to that in the club? Well, no. you you don't listen. That's the thing. That's you how you ain't listen. been around long enough. Yeah, Rolexes don't tick at all. It's a constant motion. And right, but that's hard that... to co- no. But it's hard to copy. That's where Rolex. Is. Well, no, but it's like the Louis Vuitton thing, where Louis Vuitton uh, wouldn't cut. Originally, uh, Louis Vuitton, you could just fake. You just had to get a piece of brown leather, stamp the LV on it. But now Louis Vuitton has set their pattern to where you don't cut through the logo ever. You never cut through the LV, and that's right. how you can tell a real bag. And you know those not, bitches know because of the way they're measured. 
Now, so, a Louis Vuitton bag, however, also, again, at the low end, doesn't cost as much as a fucking Rolex. Well, no, absolutely not. You, and I think that Louis at bag the club, bucks, you would not be able to tell the difference between a fake and a real low Rolex. You sound like someone who hasn't been to the club enough. Now, I'll grant you that. I have not. I will say I'm just the saying. club is terrible. Here's what I would say, though. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, Mitch always wants to know about the club. But I'm saying is, the people who are at the club no, always I want to know about the newsletter. As such, okay? as such, first of all, you would never know about the newsletter. <laughs> Until but you club, go to the club. Okay? The club, what I will say By the way, is, if these fucking bitches who are fucking... Grinding on dick and pussy popping for Folexes pussy, are pussy getting the popping. newsletter or even get to peek at the newsletter. I'm in a wrong motherfucking racket. Yeah, and I want this fucking rectified you right are. now. Yeah, you can go to I, church. I, I feel like I have done more for <laughs> the black community. Yeah, you ain't uh, done that enough. You ain't uh, done enough, brother. And I should get some black newsletter up in no, here. son, you ain't done enough. Them, all of those, all of those hood rats get the newsletter before. Anthony, who's, who's, who's an older black gentleman. Yep. And Melanie. Yep. Both said on this show, yeah. this very show, no. that I'm an honorary black member. Yeah, but that don't mean you got a newsletter. I know, but I, yeah. uh, honorary, you wouldn't put honorary on the bitches. You know what honorary club? means to black people? Honorary means to black people what citizenship <laughs> means to white people, okay? Oh. It's very fluid, do you understand? It doesn't have... But surely that... Nope. Surely you wouldn't give nope. honorary reference to a reverence, rather, to uh, to yeah. the bitches in the club that can't even spot a Folex. Sure you can. How did a Christmas conversation and or end of the year no, conversation turn into all this? So listen, and in right. the sense of the same way, <laughs> much like we say to you that citizenship. Jesus, that was okay, a half hour. Fluid. That was a that half was a hour setup. That was uh, real good. Riff off to the side. That's no, good. What I'm, I'm saying is, I feel like I feel like you've got a you've got a you've got a phone. You've got a. I think he's hollering at bitches. Um, it's cool. Mercy Holler nice. at the bitches. Text my girlfriend. So, so yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could I technically say that. Yeah. Oh, bitch. I'm yeah. not about to call her the bitches. Uh, <laughs> let Teddy do that. He got the newsletter. He knows the right term. I just have to look at Teddy and wait for approval. You tell that Molly Wop that I said. Uh, no, that's not damn, a term. I don't place. know what that is yeah. either. Yeah, God you lost damn that. you. Um, listen. Is I that think- a thing? Hold on. Shush. Yasser, is that a thing? The Molly Wop? Is that a real term? Yeah. Has he even made that up? No, Molly Wop? That's like a real... I'm surprised. All right, hold I'm on. actually surprised Hold you on. Use. Grab those Just two. Grab those two notebooks. You, wait, wait, wait. Like... Don't tell me what it means. Teddy, you don't say nothing. Grab both of those notebooks and two pens. I want both of you to write down what Molly Wop means in your own words. And I'm going to compare them. Because I think I'm being put on here. You're not being put on, bro. I think Molly I'm being Wap put is, on. Molly Wap is I feel real. like I'm being put on. Well, there's there's some pens. Okay, here you go. Molly Wap's real. Molly Wap is a real thing. All right. That's what I'm not wrong. Here. I have never heard this term in Molly all of my Wap. days. I'm Molly 34 Wap. years old this year, you know. That's what happened in 2012. Everybody. Mitch turned... Uh, Mitchie Blunts turned 34 in uh, 2012. Mitchie Blunts, baby. And in 34 Mitchie Blunts years, I ain't never heard no goddamn Molly Wop. What the fuck is a Molly Wop? Now, Molly... That's heroin. Uh, it's not. It's yeah. It's pure MDMA. Okay, my bad. Everything old is new again, baby. All right. So I'm guessing this would be somebody who's uh, some chick who's like way into ecstasy or something like that. Don't read it out loud. You gotta, you yeah, yeah, read yeah, it at yeah. The same time. Jesus. Yeah. That's a Molly Wap. That was some serious. Uh, All right. That was a very. Uh, okay. 
I apologize everybody listening is like, what did Mitch just read? I will tell you what I just read. Don't worry. Go ahead. Now, what, are you going to look up Molly Wap? Yeah, I'm going to look yours. I'm going to I'm gonna read yours. Okay. I should look it up. Should I compare? Yeah, you should look it up. I'm going to look it up on Urban Dictionary, and I'm going to compare it to the two of yous. Uh, yeah, yeah, what you got? Uh, because uh, now I'm fascinated because the way that uh, Yasser, Yasser Lester. Do you know how I, I tried to tell you, man? I'm going to get, I mean, try to get Yasser here forever, bro. We okay, got, we got okay. Real, we got a real black Here's what, going on. Here's what the Urban Dictionary says. Yeah. Uh-huh. To reach with your pimp hand, damn near knocking oneself off balance to deliver a massive blow with an inside closed fist to the temple of your hoe or foe. Where the hell did you write it, Teddy? I wrote mine at the top of that page right there. I wrote three phrases. Jezebel, curb stomping, hood rat. Yasser, I want one like wrote it like a dictionary definition. You know, as like, well. Yeah. Huh, well he, the, look at him. He's looking at him. He's much more. He wrote getting that ass beat beyond recognition. <laughs> So his is similar to yes, the Urban Dictionary one. Yes, he did. Yes, you, he did. however, Teddy, went with curb stomping and hood rat. Jezebel. And Jezebel. I tried to give a larger articulation. Okay. See, I, got I tried to set the, a scene. Yeah. I right. tried to set a scene. And, and but see, you still went with the more direct, like, yeah. pimp, so, pimp stuff. But now, like, Urban I, Dictionary. But now, Urban Dictionary, what, I, what I read dudes. on Urban Dictionary. No, I've seen anybody. Anybody yeah. can get mollywopped. You know what I mean? The Urban what Dictionary definition made it sound verbish, and both of you went with noun. Uh, no, yeah, because I'm you, like. You mollywop somebody. Yeah, here, like. It can well, be both. It's, say both. it's both. It's okay. both. It's what I would okay. say. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I guess it is. So if you call somebody a mollywop, there's somebody that you would mollywop. Right. Yo, yeah. I'm going to get. Or yo, has been. Yo, yeah. Or is regularly mollywop. You, you, you got straight mollywops, or it's going to be a mollywop. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know what I'm saying? All verbs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, no, it can be. No, like, it can be in the sense of like, yo, tonight is going to be. A mollywop. Yeah. So you're telling me Quincy Jones was here right now. Quincy Jones was here. And I said, hey. What yeah. the fuck is a mollywop? He would Jones still turn to you and be like, "How white is this motherfucker?" Yeah, Quincy Jones is an absolute. Quincy Jones, are you kidding me? Quincy Jones is a mollywop, many a person. Okay, really? You don't, <laughs> Ray, I don't, Quincy Jones, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying, like, oh, he seems fucking, nice. That's a highlight that's of my life, right there. It's, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, really? You think he's mollywopped a girl? Uh, or a I'm person, telling you, Quincy has been a part of at least one mollywop. Is what I'm saying. Okay, right. the Mayans mollywop people all the time. So when one is jumped into a gang, they get mollywopped. Uh, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, depending on the gang initiation, you could very much so be mollywopped. Okay, I mean, but here's the thing, like. Mollywop is a real thorough decimation. Yeah, but like, let me give gangs you, don't really mollywop because they jump you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, never, I know, I know. It's yeah, a, mo- a, a jumping a mollywop is a one-off. Like, yeah, yeah. shut the fuck a up, bitch. Can be a mollywop, right. but within a with gang, you. it's yeah, always right. a jump. Now, the first. way that you, Yasser, uh, yeah. wrote the uh, definition was was as if it were a beatdown. Yeah. Whereas a mollywop from sort of Teddy's and the Urban Dictionary and our, our subsequent discussion thereafter made it sound like a one-off kind of like, oh, wow. No, it's definitely a beatdown. No, I said no, curb no, stomp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curb okay. stomp is a beatdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curb stomp, I mean, you yeah. know, it has a real specific. So you never want, you never want to go like for my birthday this year. I want a mollywop. You I mean, never if you say did, that. you would you probably know. have some real self-loathing issues. You're gonna be uh, in the hospital. Check that. Yeah. You would probably be on an episode of mollywops often yeah. end in hospital visits. You would say? no, yeah. always, yeah, 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 always. Yeah, if yeah. you got mollywop, you gonna be in the hospital. Yeah, you did. And if you weren't in the hospital, it's not a mollywop. I know it's a minor bitch slapping. Mollywop lost, lost two teeth. I can't tell you who it is because you guys know him, but yeah, Molly Wop. 
We both and we all described we everyone I know that saw it. We all described it as he got molly whopped. It's and that was the first time I had heard the word in like what, seven years. When did you, who do you, you know? Who do you hear Molly Wap from? Who's the first time you ever heard Molly Wap from? I heard it when I was like, Ooh, I can like tell you, December seventeenth, two thousand twelve. I heard it when I was in seventh grade from a dude named uh, Edward Eidelberg, who's actually black. You know, his last name is Eidelberg. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about uh, Dad married to Jewish. We were talking girl, about huh? a girl named Keisha. You remember when you were in high school, or not high school? You remember like when you were in middle school and you still didn't understand the concept of gay, yeah. but you were like that person's gay. Yeah, we we had that about a girl named Keisha. And this girl Keisha mollywopped the dude, and we're like, and Edward's like, yo, she she mollywopped it like, for real. And I was like, the word, and like, so after that, I hadn't heard your it for a while. Not up, even by kidding. the way, yeah, that's what happens putting your fucking text, yeah, yeah. putting your phone number on. No, that's like that. uh, those are all tweets. Sadly, um, oh. but uh, that's good. People are tweeting at you, and then people uh, not following Quincy. Hopefully, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I wish none of them have been that yet. Are you un- that. are you unfollowing anyone who also follows yeah, Quincy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I won't unfollow people that follow Quincy because I like Quincy, but I just need to make my point about people <laughs> asking me to follow yeah, them. Right. I just yeah, don't. Yeah, no, I'm with yeah, you. I'm with you. Yeah. I just why I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but then when this last person we know got molly whopped, uh, Gerard Carmichael, if y'all know who that is. Uh, so we don't know who this good, is. Good, phenomenal comic, Gerard Carmichael. And uh, we were talking about this dude that got molly whopped, and he's like, yo. Oh wait, what? Gerard Mar- uh, Carmichael was not the one that got Molly. Wapped. No, no, we oh, okay. we all saw the same Molly Wap. Right. And uh, see, as a noun, we all saw the same Molly Wap. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's and a verb. Like, no, it's not. No, we saw the same Molly Wap. It's not because that would be like we all yeah. saw the same running. You said up. We, yeah. I thought you said that we we all no. saw the same person get Molly nope. Wapped. No, 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 no. We saw okay. the same Molly Wap, and he's okay. like, damn, nigga got Molly Wapped, and we're like. I was like, yeah. Molly Wop is one of them real. Like, Molly Wop is one of those terms that I feel like needs to be more in the everyday cultural lexicon because it has that very specific connotation. But, like, if you say someone got beat up or someone got jumped or someone got jacked, it's so wide open. You got knocked the fuck out! Right. Now, that's very specific, right? But even within got knocked the fuck out, there's room for greater specificity. Yeah. Okay? You could have just been knocked down. Right. You could have been knocked the fuck out, right? It could have been like a real, like, you could have been like slugging on somebody forever then all of a sudden you just got Pacquiao you know what I'm right, saying yeah, you're yeah. just out you know what I'm saying and you just face down and they just got you with one good punch that's now, not see, the that's, same as getting molly that's though. efficient a molly no no that's efficient because because uh, the problem with the white people language is that uh, language. We're, we're very we're very fond of adjectives yes and uh, the problem is that over time those adjectives lose meaning as uh, Louis C.K.'s uh, special hilarious even referenced. But uh, I have found this to be uh, also true. It bothers me that whenever there's a new adjective to throw onto something to make it more massive, it then gets adopted by people who don't mean something that massive. Like, in the situation that you're describing, somebody might tell me, oh, somebody beat the ever-loving shit out of him, which is a lot of words to use. Right. But you know exactly what that is, though. I Yeah, I would hope so. But yeah. then if I saw it and it turned out that he just got a black eye, right. I'd be like, well, no, no, he just fucking got punched in the eye. And then I'd be really upset by the person who just said beat the other living shit out of him because right. they're like, well, that's not really what happened. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd need a new one. He beat the ever-loving shitty piss 
out of them. And then it's like, and then it, then it grows from there to where you have to add in more adjectives to right. throw onto the big adjective tree to describe right. the thing you want. Uh, straight to the point in the, in the hood, in the, in the, uh, in the urban world. Right. Um, Molly Wap, if that's the beat the ever loving shit piss out of somebody, right. cool. Yeah. Her, and that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's it's yeah. efficient. I like that. Yeah. All right, back to the holidays because I have a. Uh, All right. So let, my my go. point let's is go. this: I, it bothers me, uh, you know, I, especially among the crews that I kick it in, because um, I I you know the, the darker folk, the the uh, atheist, the antichrist. Okay, when you oh, say okay. darker folk, yeah, the two like, of what? us, that's a real. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, dark minded, yeah, if yeah. you will, dark lifestyle. Yeah. You know, yeah. BDSM. Fact. What do you Weird. consider atheist dark minded? You said no, no, no. I, I'm, but I'm talking about just in the crew of people. I'm, I'm talking about like they literally right wear dark clothing and whatever mm-hmm. have you. Now, atheists, no, I, I would, I wouldn't necessarily claim as dark-minded, but I do think that, um, you know, there's, there's the militant atheist versus the I don't give a fuck atheist, which is sort of agnostic, but they'll say atheist around other atheists. Right. But they'll say agnostic around Christians so they don't have to fucking deal with the debate, which okay. is kind of how I roll a lot of times. Like, if I'm around a lot of Christians, I'll say agnostic because I'm fucking tired of having religious debates with people who aren't going to change their mind. Are you agnostic or are you atheist? Well, I'm atheist. Say but I'm, I'm actually more agnostic. Well, I'm actually, I I'm a, uh, 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 Oh God! Soulless, like, naturalistic. Uh, uh, pantheist. I'm actually a naturalistic pantheist, which I was the word I was trying to think of. The phrase. Okay, I now, what of. do you worship? You're a panther a that looks no, no. like you worship a panther. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll explain that in a moment. Yeah, okay, I, I am know. a mountain lion enthusiast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a gazellist. <laughs> no, it's one of those things where you 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 know when you when you go atheist, you then try to find your own sort of way of explaining things, right? Okay. And uh, you might, like me, uh, look up to see if other people may have thought that same way. Right. And I did. And over many years of research, I found that there was already a term for it. And I was like, good. It's the closest thing to what I believe. And I'll use that in these kinds of conversations. But unless I'm trying to have that discussion, I'll just say atheist. And unless, but if I'm with a bunch of Christians, like, and I'm not talking about, like, just people who believe in God. Right. I'm talking about, like proselytizing Christians. Zealots. Right. You know what I'm saying? Thank yeah. you. Zealots uh, who, who I'll say agnostic because yeah. it's like, you know what? If they hear agnostic, they go, oh, so you're open to the idea that there is a God. Right. And then they'll leave you the fuck alone. If you right. say you're atheist, they want a debate. And I'm fucking tired of it. Because okay. like, I'm not going to change your mind and right. you're damn sure not going to change mine. Okay, but now... And I'm tired of that discussion. What, so how? Anyway. Wait, this... Uh, I need you... Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> to explain so, being a natural parthenon. I will, I will. <laughs> Naturalistic pantheism. But anyway, I will explain that in a moment. Okay. But, like but when I say the darker people, what I'm saying is like like people who, like, you know, there there are people that I like hang out with that are sort of, that got into atheism or anti-Christianism or whatever you want to phrase it, because uh, there's a lot of, it runs the gamut, if you will, right? Where there there is that sort of dark mindset, like me. I mean, you see, you know, I got sort of dark wallpaper. I like, yeah. I like darker shit. I thought this I mean? was actually a tribute to Prince when I first watched that. I was <laughs> like, oh, an all black. More room. power to me. All right. <laughs> I fucking love me some Prince. Um, you know, but I'm I'm a happy motherfucker. But I just like dark shit. I like right. skulls and devils and evil shit like that. And I like I like researching the hell out of that stuff. And I like going to like dark clubs and fetish happy. clubs and. Yeah. 
all this kind of stuff, dark lifestyles, and I've and I've hung with you know all those people, yeah. and uh, and uh, but it bothers me when I see those same people when it comes around to like Christmas time, poo pooing it, and it's like oh I don't like the holidays and everything else like that, and it's almost like I, more so hipsters than anything, and I don't yeah. hang out with hipsters, but yeah, yeah. it's that thing where there's this cultural. Uh, 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 push for like losing the enthusiasm and wonder and excitement and happiness that we had as sort of children or even just being happy, like genuinely, like it's almost like nobody wants to let their guard down long enough to be actually fucking into anything. Right. Yeah. So it's like this ironic sort of like, oh, I'll pretend I sort of like this to sort of poke fun at it. And right. that bothers me because I'm like, why don't you just fucking like what you right. like yeah. and not like what well, you don't like? Than anything, America is a culture and a society that teaches people from a very young age that it's not appropriate to be vulnerable for extended periods of time. Right. Fair enough. And that goes... and, and I and I say on this on this holiday and I say uh to my Jewish friends as well that uh Christmas is a wonderful fucking holiday. There's no there's if no, you the take same pressure, out though. No, I know but what I'm saying is like if, if you take if you take the uh, the argument I've gotten from people when I say like oh I still I, I fucking love Christmas and they're like but you're atheist you know and I'm like or the other people who go like, you know, I don't because I'm Jewish. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking – I'm not celebrating Christmas because of Christ, okay? Like this is not a religious thing. It's nice, especially it's nice at the end of the year, the winter months, to fucking take some time to think over the year. Think over the people that have done something for you or that you appreciate the company of, uh, friends, family, whomever – might be important to you. Take a moment to sit down and go, you know what? I fucking appreciate these people. I get them gifts or give them a fucking phone call or just, you know, slap my high five and smile at them or just tell them how you feel. You know what I mean? Like, why you something my, why good. Why you get that motherfucker a gift? I just get a high five and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, right. like, you don't, you don't have to make it into this, this yeah. thing where I always get the same, same argument. People go, like, oh, well, it's too commercialized. I'm like, no, no, no. It should be more commercialized. Let's get Jesus the fuck out of the equation and celebrate all of the other things. If you now, want to celebrate you... commercialism, fine. But I call it restmas. Right? Where do you fall? It's a day of rest. And you should fucking take the time on one fucking day of the year, and why not make it Christmas? Because it's an American holiday, not a Christian holiday. America decided that Christmas was on the 25th of December, not Christianity. That's what America decided. So it's an American holiday. So celebrate whatever the fuck you want. Restmas. Call somebody you fucking love and care about and say, hey, you've been really cool this year. I appreciate you being there. You're important in my life. And fucking enjoy that. That, to me... Is all you need to do, and and it goes outside of religion. And also, I know everybody's jealous of Santa Claus because he's an awesome motherfucker and cool. Uh, just you know, embrace some Santa, wear some red and white, put a fucking hat on your head. You can make it a black one. I don't care. Restmas. It's a good time. Now, where do you fall on atheist on holiday, holiday on the holiday spectrum? Yeah, sir. Where are you in terms of your Christmas? Is that? Do you have a predominant holiday uh, that you kind of focus uh, with? Or? My, okay, and in terms of sheer uh, laziness, I'm actually my my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving because I just I just like the idea of like eating and drinking and everyone's just around each other and like yeah, there's pressure, but the pressure is just cooking. You know what I mean? Right, like there's right. no like who got what for who or any of that stuff and like money's involved but it's not really involved i think halloween and i don't know how you're gonna take this mitch, mitch, I don't know mitch loves halloween i hate it 
I, I actually don't really care for Halloween okay, anymore. I'm sorry, I don't. Halloween. I've talked me, about this before. Okay, good. Because Halloween for me is the biggest farce. It's the anti-Christmas. Okay, I wouldn't go that for, far. No, but I'll tell you why. Here's here's why. Because Halloween is celebrated always by people who think that Christmas is lame. Now, I don't think Christmas... I love I love it only in terms of like seeing my family and stuff. Anything else I could really care about. Like if I don't get presents, I'm not like I'm not like that dude by any means. And I, you know, it's funny is that I've actually come to the realization recently that I was like, oh my god, I actually do like the giving more than receiving. You know what I mean? Like I become that person. <laughs> exactly. Did I really have? Yeah. And, it's and just that's like, where it's a big, yeah. That's where you sort of look forward to yeah. it. You're like, this is an opportunity for me to like fucking right, yeah show that like shower I care motherfuckers. About yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Halloween to me is like it's just become this thing where. Where people, it's become one really big cool contest, and I'm like, you're just all so lame. Number one, we're all adults. Chill. Like Halloween, <laughs> Halloween is is something for children, and I can't believe that we have people that are four, 40 years old, and they're like, oh, I dressed up like so and so from Reno 911, and I'm like. That's cool, but like, have you done anything else with your life this year? <laughs> you spent seventy nine dollars on a costume. What What's the matter with you? You know what I mean. Anyway, right, right. that yeah. being said, uh, I I I, uh, I love Thanksgiving. Absolutely love it. I actually I really do love Christmas, and that's I and I you know we we kind of have opposing views uh, in terms of religion. I was raised very religious. My grandpa was a minister. I pray okay, every I didn't day. Have like, that, I'm but like, I was really no, yeah. But you know but, what I mean. Like I, it, it was just one of those things that stuck with me. And I, I don't even, uh, from a religious aspect, I don't even celebrate Christmas like that because to me, it's not even really about that. I feel like this is the one time of year that, like, and and I hate to get too dark for a second, but I think that's Bring why maybe on. yeah, that yeah. this like this shooting in Connecticut was so weird to me. Like, it, and it really affected me. Like, I found my eyes watering as I was, like, reading the stories as they were coming in. Oddly enough, I did, too. Because I it's such... This is Normally, like the, I wouldn't. Normally, yeah, no, it's never happened either. before. And it's never happened to me, either. Like, and this is the one time of year that... Not that it, it it's untouchable or infallible by by any means, but I was like, man, you this is, like transcendent of everything this is the one time of year that i actually feel like no matter where you are what creed or religion or anything that people are nicer to each other you know what i mean people seem to go out of their way a little bit more people do you you get the yeah. hellos a little There's bit a more greater awareness of a sort of, of appreciation like, for things the collective consciousness yeah, of, of humanity is is, yeah. is is more well, in i tune think with i think especially yeah. i think uh and you know i'm very at the opposite end of the spectrum uh from both of you he's a christmas hating motherfucker i don't it's not that i hate uh, Christmas, uh, I just don't, I don't have the same affinity for the holidays that everyone else does. Uh, right. it starts around, uh, Thanksgiving. You know, I kind of enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, I've come to really not, uh, enjoy it as much. Uh, Wait, real quick. I hate New Year's. Keep going. <laughs> okay, good. I hate New Year's. Um, See, I don't agree with you there either. I've come, I've come to not as enjoy Thanksgiving as much uh, over the past few years, I guess, and I think it's kind of caught up uh, in terms of Christmas. But I don't. I think, and you know, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, my own sort of personal history and the fact that the holidays for me have never really been. Uh, what everyone else sort of talks about this sort of very giving, loving, uh, reflective time. It's always been, um, kind of the exact opposite in the sense of a sort of stark reminder of the failures of humanity, uh, for me. 
So I am very acutely that's aware. That's why every year I try to make cri- yeah. Teddy's Christmas special, <laughs> and he still won't get into the spirit. Uh, and that you're listening to the witching hour with, <laughs> with Teddy <laughs> and Blunt. Uh So I, I you know, no, I definitely I am very acutely aware of everyone else's appreciation of the holidays. So I think for me to hear... Uh, yeah, so you know, you sort of articulating that and, and the Sandy Hook shooting and, and having that kind of effect on you, I can definitely kind of appreciate that because I have sort of been more aware myself of just not just the prevalence of holiday ads, you know, at the beginning of December, you know, around the end of Thanksgiving, but more so the, the nature of them and what they really try and, and tap into in the sort of sense of the greater, you know, uh, you know, cultural consciousness. And, right. and, and it really is this sort of more like, no matter what's happened, this is the time of year that we all really sort of look around and take out a greater appreciation for things. And you see so many commercials with these just incredibly, you know, uh, just the most pristine, innocent children talking about all kinds of situations and things and think about, you know, commercials where the kids are like gathered around the table for like an insurance commercial talking right. about whatever. And it's that perspective of you are a parent and you get this. And that's, you know, we, you know, uh, uh, we talked about, uh, a little bit earlier on with the, uh, the Judd Apatow, Chris Rock interview, but Chris Rock talks about that in that interview where, you know, if you're a person with kids, you have a greater appreciation as a comedian because the most of the people in your audience are people with kids. So right. You have a greater ability to <clears throat> connect with them. And you look at these commercials and they really do feature this, this childhood innocence and these kids. And it's very tough to sort of grapple with that highlighting and then look around at the carnage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, like I can sort of appreciate for people who, who have a great affinity for the holidays, how it's more difficult than usual. Uh, uh, for me though, I think it really is. I take the holidays in as this kind of reminder where you sort of see people coalescing together and coming together or whatever. Um, and I, I guess my perspective is always, there's always a very deep level of superficiality to it, uh, in the sense that, yeah, you're coming together and it's all nice and you're all giving and what have you, but how much of that giving nature is really driven by the fact that you have overlooked how much trauma and sadness and depression over the course of the year and this is your chance to kind of alleviate whatever guilt on both ends of the spectrum now, you know. But you don't families. necessarily. But you don't. You don't think that that's a good thing at some point, don't you? Think that as no, as a person, no, I don't think it's a good thing because I, I feel like you're deserving of at, at one point in your life, and this is uh, our burden to bear as humans. You are always going to feel pain. You are always going to feel suffering. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much food, how much. You've given to no the doubt. next person. Yeah, of course. Um, I feel personally that you're allowed at some point not to live guilt free, but you're allowed to enjoy your life. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. And especially, especially given our culture and they like, you know, you hear the, 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 
the the argument of like oh we're all so fast paced on the internet and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you know we're yeah, we're no. we're constantly being bogged down in 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 whatever facet be it the news or entertainment or any literature like we it, the 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 burden of being a human is all about being being in pain and suffering for if not for yourself for the next man so I don't feel like it's actually personally and I'll I'll never discredit what you're saying but i'm saying that personally i feel like that you throughout the year you've uh, accumulated that and at some point not that you're allowed to break and forget about everything but you are allowed the time to as mitch said give yourself a rest miss and you really are allowed to he's making the same point i'm about to make so right yeah no just to, to live and to be excited to see one another, to be excited to see your family. Granted, they may all be alcoholics, but be be glad that, you know, that they're alive. Be glad yeah. that the person next to you um, may be celebrating commercialism, but they're doing that in the sense to see their child smile or their niece or their sister. Like, I just feel like that sometimes that we get so, we get so caught up in, in the stuff that you were talking about in terms of like the superficiality of it all that it, it, you're, it, it's almost counterintuitive because we, we look at it as being superficiality because of everything we've seen throughout the year. But this is probably one of the only times throughout the year that people are genuine. They actually are happy, but because we've been trained or whatever word you want to use, we've been, we've been accustomed to seeing this kind of fakeness throughout the year that we're like, Oh, it can't possibly be real now. But I feel like this is the only time that people are like, you know what? It sucks that my job doesn't pay me as much. It sucks that I, I'm not in the house that I want. It sucks that my career isn't where I want it to be. But I am, I'm glad to be alive. It, it's not the best of circumstances, but I've got this one moment in time to enjoy my life and the things around me. Sorry. So I feel like let me, let me uh, tack onto that is the, the other thing that, you know, the hear a lot when people say like, you know, like, oh, well, why can't we, why, why do, you know, the, the problem with, with pretty much every holiday that I hear people who hate fucking holidays say is like, well, why aren't you just all that nice all the time? Why aren't you more appreciative of all the blankety blanks all right. the time? And my argument is very simple to that. Uh, you don't have fucking time. Right. If I, if I woke up every day and literally made the most of every fucking moment, I'd never get out of bed. Like I right. never, I would never go to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd just be like, right, yeah. look how amazing it is that I have a bed. Look how right, amazing yeah. it is that there's a ceiling over my head and I don't have to fucking fight flies off. Right. Look how amazing it is that there's food in the fridge and I don't have to, you know, battle a warlord for a right, piece yeah. of meat. You literally at some point, it has to be taken for granted to some degree just to get the fuck out of the house right, in yeah. the day. And it's sad that there are people who don't have that. I will grant that. But, you know, it, it's, 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 on the one hand, it sounds fucking terrible to say, it. it's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you, you do what you can. And yes, absolutely. At the end of the fucking year, you, you feel guilty. But it's nice to have one day where you go, like, you know what? I am going to recognize the things in my life that are worth fucking, you know, that's what Thanksgiving is all about, ostensibly, giving yeah. thanks for the things that you have. And I think to some degree, in in my head, Christmas is about that as well. Right. That, uh, to me, Maybe Christmas has always so. been more about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's like, it's like you're, you know, in a weird, it's like you're rewarding people for being cool in your life or whatever right, have yeah. you. 
And and yes, it's been commercialized and there's all this other shit, but I feel like if you just ignore that or if you if you realize that like maybe you're looking at it in that perspective because the people who are 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 even even the most like you can as money hungry, grubby whatever have you, the people giving the gifts are not doing it in that in that uh, right. perspective. Now, I'll grant you there's is definitely you could make an MTV reality show about fucking there probably has been 20 already where, you know, the rich kids, uh, parents are giving them all kinds of stuff that they don't deserve, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the parents aren't doing it out of like this, oh, there's cameras watching or like, right, oh, yeah. we're going to commercialize and whatever have you. It's right. like, I I give a shit. I want to make the people in my life happy. Right. And yes, it gets commercialized. But I don't know. I, I can't sit around and think about what how they're spending their Christmas. Uh, it's 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 nice to have a day of the year. That you recognize the people in your life. And if not Christmas, then I don't know when. Right. And I think Christmas is just as good as anyone else to have that day. I mean, I get your point, you know. I get it that it's nice to have a day to recognize people and... It's nice to have a day to not fucking be, you know, upset about everything. Everything. Failure as a fucking person? I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess no, it's, no, no, I mean, like, no. Why, I mean, why, why turn it into something dark? And it's not fucking dark. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's the fucking frustration that, as a person who is on the opposite end of the Christmas spectrum, and the sense of like all the shit that you're talking about with like, oh, the giving nature, and you know, we're all coming together, and it's this, that, or the other. I am the person that the other 364 days of the year, I am watching you deal with a shitty family that disrespects everything about your humanity, and then all of a sudden you're asking me to fucking acknowledge your facade of a celebration on one day that you come together and coalesce and forget about the fact that you are a functionally dysfunctional entity and I am supposed to pretend like it's this really benevolent thing that you get together for one time in the year and put aside all the fucking fissures and give each other this pat on the back as a family unit and you glaze over all the dysfunction that you never want to acknowledge until someone dies and a funeral happens. So forgive, no, forgive me if I really don't see the fucking pinnacle of celebration that the rest of you see. Because I see a country filled with a bunch of shitty families and shitty parents, and I see Christmas as a time of year when you get together, and there's very few families that actually get to celebrate the dynamic that you're talking about. Because a lot of times people just get together... And they finally see each other and all the fucking problems that they want to address and they never get to address because they don't have any fucking healthy dynamics because they don't want to address anything head on. It fucking manifests itself in shitty holiday celebrations. So, no, I'm not going to fucking tout that out, man. I'm, I'm not asking you to, man. Yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, the, I'm talking no, about the on, way that you're on, fucking man. phrasing no, it, man. No, hold it's on. The, I'm, I mean, not, I'm, I'm not just, talking about, I'm not talking about forcing anybody. I'm not I'm, even I know about, that you're not talking about what I'm forcing saying, anything. I'm talking about, I mean, I'm talking about making it God, elective. No, I'm asking, I'm saying making it elective in the sense that like, if, if there's people in your life that are shitty, I'm with you. Absolutely. I don't fucking spend time with people I don't want to yes, be around. Yes, you do, because it's called Christmas and have fucking... I how don't. Many, how many times have we talked about the fact that this country is awash in cultural depictions of people celebrating... I'm not talking God about damn that. it, will you let me finish my fucking okay. point, please? Jesus. Okay, but I'm not talking... Okay, go ahead. I am talking about the fact that it's a very mainstream notion in America that people go and celebrate holidays with people that they fucking hate. 
and they turn a cheek and they give a gift to someone to show that they care about them for someone who they really honestly should cut out of their life because they're a fucking dysfunctional mess. But why does that affect you? Because I have to deal with you motherfuckers every day and you don't know how to handle yourselves What's emotionally. you? I'm not doing that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yazer's not doing that. Why are you, why, why does... Okay, we're gonna take two people in a room. No, right? I'm not saying that. I'm Jesus saying, Christ. what does it matter if, if a dysfunctional family gets together once a year? That has yeah, nothing yeah, to and do that, with Yeah, you. the facade, that, that, like, I understand within your own personal dynamic, like, if you go home, like, and I get it. My family, they're alcoholics and they get because together. Because you all leave and you don't do anything. You don't mature. You don't fucking have an honest conversation. I, but, None of you fucking clowns talk to each other, man. Why are you God, I guess I'm I just, just I'm understand. so sick of your fucking superficial celebrations. Me or all of who's you? you? All who's of you? you? All Who of the you people fuck who is gather. You? I'm talking about f- yes, yes. Well, how you but you can't speak for all of people. Can't. You don't know what. Yeah, look, there are definitely yeah. that definitely happens. But why spend a day? Complaining about them or I'm being upset about them. I'm not a day complaining about them. But Look, I really definitely fucking, have people I in my family. I can't even articulate the other side of the equation without you fucking blowing it out of proportion. Because I don't I'm not talking about... you're focusing on them. Why not? That's why why, 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 why would I, I even both bother sex. to fucking offer my opinion then No, no, case. because Yasser and I are both... I am them, dude. Like, I, I mean, fuck, man. I mean, fuck, you're basically telling me not to acknowledge my side of the holiday equation because you motherfuckers want to get around and have a happy gathering. I'm sorry. That's fine. But you, you're telling me essentially not to even express my opinion on the situation. I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm if really, you really not. Listen, I if, promise if you, you I I'm swear not. to God, go back and listen to this episode and you will... Will not take away the same assessment that you are having right now. I promise you that, Mitch. You're, you're, you're. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to downplay your. You opinion. may not be articulating what you think you're articulating right now. So do then, a better job. Then perhaps I will fix that. But I'm trying to tell you that I'm not trying to downplay by any means your opinion on the matter. I'm saying that what I what I'm saying is that that what I took away. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But what I took away was it sounded like you were angry at at all people who are in situations with their families that they don't want to be in, but they just let them have a pass on Christmas. And I'm saying, and I'm only speaking for myself, that I don't do that personally. There are people in my family I don't want to see at all during the year, and I also don't see them on Christmas. And... If I were stuck in a situation with those people on Christmas, I wouldn't go. I have made that decision in the past because there are definitely about, people in my family like that. I think it's pretty clear. I'm I'm I I don't doubt that. I'm I'm not trying to get into all of that. I'm I'm merely saying that that what he and I were articulating is that it's nice to have a day to think about the things in your life. And not by by whatever you want to make of right. the day. I get it. I whatever, get it. Whether it's your family or whatever. Maybe your family is gone. I'm also saying the level friends. of dismissiveness that you had for the criticism of the people who are like, well, why do you just need a fucking day? Why can't you be better as human beings? I'm saying that you are a bit dismissive of that critique because it does hold a lot of validity. Actually, it does. But but at the same time, that's that's just as dismissive as saying that like everyone that celebrates Christmas is a fucking idiot because I didn't they don't... say that though. No, but you are though. No, I'm but you, not. But you are. I'm you, not you, saying you, that. You've in a that is not what I said in a very long sentence. What I have said, you said is why don't we acknowledge? 
acknowledge the problems you that did people say all have. You clowns. Yeah, all you clowns, why don't we acknowledge the problems that we have with one another? And instead of giving people a pass, not that we have to uh, approach each other head on, but we don't have to pretend that like those things didn't happen, right? Fine. And my and it need to be maybe more specified. But what I am saying though is that we have a large cultural problem in the sense that everyone wants to gather on one particular day and give each other a pat on the back. And it's it's a part of the fact that we have a very dysfunctional family culture in America. But that's, that's not, fun. dude. I that's and that's, part of the problem is that everything just gets fucking wrapped up in Christmas naivety, bro. But that's, dude. That's everywhere. It's, it's not, not everywhere. It is no, everywhere. It is yes, it everywhere. is. You're using America as the I'm example not, for Christmas. Everywhere. But any other holiday in any other country, do you think Europeans don't have problems or Asians or anybody else? They don't have the same. They don't. Okay, issues. but they don't put the emphasis on Christmas. They may do it on another holiday. Holiday, but I promise you that I've, this is a problem never everywhere said that because no the way humans problems. work is that we are individually selfish. And so to depend on someone else and see their problems, we can't really do it. So instead, we're stuck looking at ourselves. We project on other people. And then instead of enjoying ourselves, we're like, oh, God, look at that. I can't believe they showed up or whatever it is. But we do that not as Americans, but we do that as humans. So what we're saying is... Granted, the holiday may be perverted here. It may just be Christmas here. But anywhere else in the world, that same thing happens. And I'm but trying to say that there are very particular dysfunctions that are unique to American culture, man. And there are, yeah, there are human banes that we all have to deal with. But there are very weird manifestations in this particular okay, but, culture. Okay, but now. Can we okay, at least now, acknowledge that? Okay, but what are, now I, but we're not going into what they are. Because if. I'm trying to go into what they but, are, man. I've been no, trying to articulate no, them. No, because you get, you're you're getting upset and then you're you're going off on a tangent what what we're saying is i want to hear i and and i'm not saying this attacking i'm asking in specifics what do you find to be the things that are american and that have perverted what can i can i can i can i put this in a uh, I, i'd really rather this be a, a more positive remark so um, I, I i an entirely different question how, what, what, I, I don't know if Yasser was expressing the same thing earlier. I am expressing to you, Teddy, is when I talk about, you know, restmas, Christmas, holiday season, whatever have you, is if there are people in your life you don't want to see, fucking by all means, don't fucking see them and fucking cut them out. I'm saying that do you see a problem, uh, with just taking a day for yourself to think about people who, to you, are important and and that you think are good in your life to take a day to say, hey, I appreciate what you've done or I appreciate you no, being in my life. Do you see, see the utility of that? With that. No, I do don't. you see the utility? Yes, I see the utility. Okay, that's all I'm asking. That's all that, to me, that's all that Christmas is. And I don't know if that's also what Yasser was talking about, but to me, that's what Christmas is. It's a day to say to people that you enjoy, whether who whatever they're maybe they're the guy down the street who gets your mail maybe they're the guy at the you know the corner store when you pick up a bag of chips and he gave you a, a discount whatever it is somebody in your life some many people maybe that you go hey i'm not going to wait until you're you know on a hospital bed to say hey you've been cool i appreciate what you've done i've gotten you a token of gratitude whether it's a gift or a call or a handshake or whatever. That's all I'm saying. 
And so it's, it's it, what, what upsets me about this conversation, what upset me about your reaction was that instead of that, I got discussions about what America is doing wrong on Christmas. And that's what, that's why I was, that's why I was coming at it from the perspective I was. I'm not trying to discount your opinion. I just feel like we went in an entirely different direction. That's why I said what I no, did. No, but we, I, I, but I feel we also need to hear that direction because otherwise By we're not, means. we're By not gonna. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying there's some, look, this culture, is a profoundly disappointing culture, okay? It's it's profoundly disappointing. As someone who stands outside of this culture in some very unique ways, as you know, Mitch, firsthand, yes. okay? It's profoundly disappointing in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of those disappointments are highlighted in particular at this time of year, okay? That's all I was really trying to articulate, which is I can appreciate the things that you are stressing about why the holiday has the resonance that it has with you, but as a somewhat neutral observer who's got no real stake in the matter, I'll tell you that if you're trying to convince me to as someone to sign up and have an appreciation for you, the juxtaposition is so great that the holiday seems almost worthless now. Do you know what I'm saying? It really, I get what you take out of it, but as a greater reflection on the culture, it seems so fucking frivolous as to be non-existent almost, man. One of the articles I wanted to read tonight on the on the main show, we never had time for, and that's fine because we had a great show, uh, was a discussion on a, on an online magazine, The Spectator, uh, called Why 2012 Was the Best Year Ever. The sub-headline, never in the history of the world has there been less hunger, less disease, and more prosperity. All three of those things are true. Yeah, I actually read that today. It's the first time in human history that people have died uh, more so of overeating than of hunger, which is insane. But at the same time, you're dying of right, overeating right, right. because of McDonald's and, and yeah, yeah. soy and corn. And So how <laughs> is that not a reason for celebration? This has been the best year historically in all of human history. There's never been a Listen, better man, year for again, humans than bro, this year. You really are not going to get a fucking high five out of me, man. You know, I'm not that. asking for a fucking high five. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, asking for a head I'm nod listen, at I'm best. Great. The best. I mean, if this is the best year in human history, then fucking. I'm not saying history. it's the best we can fucking do. Listen, I'm God only damn, saying I'm it's just going to get a fucking answer. Can I give you a fucking answer? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Christ, Just, man. It, okay, sorry. I apologize. I do. I'll oh, shut up now. It's the fucking best year in human history, then fucking awesome. Human history really sucks. That's an empirical answer. It really sucks. It's good. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's a great milestone, but it really fucking sucks as a thing from beginning to end that we know it right now. So, no. I mean, it's awesome, dude, but it still really sucks. Sorry. That's my perspective on it. Whatever. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm I'm only saying that it sucks less than it ever has before. That's a that's a fucking improvement. That's 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 worthy of at least a okay. We're getting better. That, my argument has always been that things get better, and that is an example of things getting better. We'll see what happens in 2013, man. It'll get better in 2013. What are you looking forward to in 2013? What am I looking forward to? Yes. I want to hear some positivity out of Teddy. We'll just start with the answer. 
no, no. Come on now. As he talks. That's good. Right, that should like, put yeah, you in a positive yeah. mood. Yeah. I want to. I want to hear. I can't figure out that bowl. Is that a whale or is that a bowl with a mustache? Is that what it is? Oh, okay. I've, I've, to me, I, I like. I'll give more positivity, but I want to hear. I want to hear positivity out of Teddy for 2013. I want to end this on a positive note. Okay, start with it was no, no, start no, with no, the guess, ahead. man. All right, I don't, fine, Yasser. What do you got? I don't know. I, uh, I, and uh, we we may be on opposite ends of the spectrum again, Teddy. But I. I have more more hope for humanity than uh, than maybe I should. I don't know if it's a if it's an inflated sense of positivity, but I I personally feel that we're uh, I'll never you can never say someone's on the right track until you know you look at the past you know yeah and uh, that 2012 is definitely it's a, for me personally has been a very rough year so when you read things like why is 2012 the best year ever I'm kind of like eh you know I'm a little shaky on it I'm with you but at at the same time like as I don't know and again like I I told you a big big uh, reader on conspiracy theories and it, outside of that philosophy and just just being aware of the collective consciousness uh, of humanity. I feel like personally, am I talking too loud in the mic? No, 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 uh, okay. no. I just uh, had okay. an itch in my ear. So uh, okay. go ahead. As as uh, collective consciousness, as as a group of, not even as a group, as as one as one living creature, let's the humanity as one organism. I personally feel like they're in in my my you know uh, uh, self awareness as a human that there hasn't been more more so especially in recent history uh uh there hasn't been more self-realization for us like i feel like you just you know you let's you know you, you see the the collapse of greece the the arab spring uh, you could even say the tea party and by no means am i advocating what they do but i'm saying that like i feel like this is the first time in a long time that a majority truly cares what's going on. May that now the results of that it will only time will tell whether that's good or bad. But I feel like this is the first time in a very very long time that everyone, uh, and I, I I do attribute this to the internet. Um, people have have a, a general understanding, a general knowledge of what's happening, not just with them, but around the world and and they see what's happening uh they can choose to ignore it if they want but the fact that the intelligence is out there the knowledge is out there that the general uh emotion of any given event is shared by more people now than it ever has been before uh i feel like is a good thing and so i, I feel like as long as we uh kind of play that up and kind of uh you know continue to move in that direction that um as 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 more information is released uh, be it on any subject that we that we will get better you know i'm not i i don't believe in a utopia by any stretch of the imagination but do i believe that 
we we as as people want to see hunger in i do do i do i think that we want as as a majority i'm not saying that there aren't people you know sitting in a dark office behind a wood desk going you know and like you know keeping an aids cure or a cancer cure from us i definitely think that's happening too but i feel like as a majority that like we all we are giving we we are we are more caring about uh our neighbors than we have been in a long time now I'm, i can't speak on everyone or speak for everyone <laughs> i can't speak on to, everyone you, you don't need to uh, now i'm going to start i'm going to start in alabama no, I'm just <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but i do i think that as as a majority are we progressing into something that's a little more collective in terms of our thought even like just the the swift change in people's views on let's say gay marriage you know what i mean like that's that's humongous that's that's a you know five year thing at tops yeah marijuana reform you know what i mean these are all things that like five years ago you really it wasn't talked about the way it's talked about now you know and and you can say what you want about our younger generation they they do seem to be a little more nonchalant in their beliefs but it's i i don't take their I don't take their casualness towards the issue as something bad. I feel like that they're they're one of the first generations that, you know, and you joked about being colorblind earlier, you know, <laughs> you don't see color, but they're one of the first generations that that's real to them. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like they they voted for Obama. May, he may not be the best candidate, but they voted for him based on what he said. They didn't vote because was, he was like a cool black dude. That was something of my generation and up. You know what I mean? Like that was, and I feel like we're one of the last generations to have that even be an issue. That's why you're seeing you know, gay teenagers running around and, um, you know, yeah, yeah. pot smoking moms and you know what I mean? Just like, I mean, stuff that seems ridiculous, but I was actually because, one of the other articles I was going to read tonight was, was one in uh in uh oh, I can't remember where it was but it was about uh how do you uh oh it was in time I'm sorry it was in time magazine it was, it was how do you talk to your kids about marijuana now and they were saying and the the headline is uh, uh don't eat daddy's cookies right they were like how do you now talk to your kids about weed uh now that it's the way that it is right. and I was thinking about like you know when I was a kid nobody really talked about alcohol yeah, no, for instance don't. like my yeah. parents just that's what they did. Right. You know, and I had friends whose dads and moms smoked. Right. My parents didn't, but whatever. Right, yeah. They smoked cigarettes, and I feel like, well, I, it seems like it'd be the same thing. Maybe you don't right. need to talk to them. Right. But it's interesting that time is putting out this thing, like, how do you talk to your kids about weed right. in a different right. way than yeah. they used to? It's not the, the stigma. Yeah, yeah. Gone, but, anyway, uh, yeah, but at the same time, like, yeah, just just going off what you were saying and what I was saying earlier is that I do feel like that... uh we are reaching um, a singularity of sorts, but maybe not necessarily in a mechanical way, but sure, uh, sure. but something well, that there is all things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're a singularity in terms of just how we react and deal with one another, and uh, understanding that uh, differences between us are so incredibly minute that we can uh, finally have a semblance of, of co- true coexistence. Right, right. But uh, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything else. It's just kind of... Right. Teddy, what's your, what's your guy? What's, what's, uh, what's exciting you about 2013? Um, I'm not really excited about 2013. Um, I mean, I guess it's cool that I will be alive for that. I never really was able to visualize the world past 2012 uh, from a young age, so that's cool, I guess. Um, 
in contrast to uh, things Yasser was saying, uh, I don't really think. Um, I don't really think people understand how far behind, in a lot of ways, the South is uh, as an entity. Um, I don't think we're really prepared as a nation to go in and see just how deep the neglect runs. Uh, I don't think we're really ready for the tragedies that will be uh, told and manifested. Um, I really don't think that people are prepared for what's going to happen with a uh, black president uh, in power for four years with no accountability to the populace. I really think that we have not had the proper national conversation that we need to about the fact that a large percentage of the populace has lost their fucking minds increasingly over the last four years. Um, I don't think that we are honest with ourselves uh, in a lot of ways about the, th the threats that exist internally. Um I think we're not prepared for the sheer number of fucking white dudes that go off and shoot things up because we've defunded that as a thing that we monitor in the government um, after the Department of Homeland Security released the report in 2009. So um, I guess in the uh, I mean, I'm not really optimistic about. Well, give me something you're optimistic about. I'm not really, I'm not really optimistic about a lot of things, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not very optimistic about 2013 at all. I'm really not because what do we have to really look forward to? We have well, to look we have no. We have I'm a new going to tell you. Teddy, would you Teddy stop and let me fucking let to. me explain? I'm, that's fucking a thing called ain't gonna be no peace. That's not optimistic at all. Well, okay, fucking optimistic got, for people who enjoy your comedy. We've got a conversation about gun safety, which the country is not ready for. Okay, uh, we've got uh, uh, increasing global conversation about climate change, which the United States of America is not ready to talk about because, you know, we've got a lot of white people that don't really want to go into that. All right. Uh, what else do we have? We've got maybe the fact that we might touch the drug war, which is deeply interconnected with the fact that we've got a country of washing guns. So we're really not ready to talk about that. We've got immigration reform on the horizon, which is really going to fracture the nation. Let's be really honest. Yeah, about what's going to happen. So what am I very optimistic about in 2013, Mitch? Let's be real. If I'm going to assess the large issues that are going to confront the nation. I I'm, would be optimistic about those conversations. I'm, I'm I'd not be optimistic. I'm to being see how very, those come I'm out. being very, I'm not optimistic because I'm very realistic about what's going to happen because we've had those conversations in very recent comparably times and we know how they've turned out. So maybe we will get some laws passed finally in spite of all the terrible things that are going to happen. So I am aware that we'll get some laws passed maybe, but I'm not going to be able to overlook the fact that a lot of very dreadful, terrible things are going to happen that most people in this country aren't prepared to talk about. And okay. so I am not very optimistic about 2013. All right. Well, um, I'm uh, looking forward to Teddy releasing a new album of comedy <laughs> and, <laughs> in 2013. Looking forward to that. 
Looking forward to my next uh, comedy EP being released very early in 2013. Uh, just waiting to get the goddamn footage from Mr. Justin Dubois, who probably doesn't listen to this episode, but I'll get a hold of him, and I will get that done. So that's two things I can look forward to in uh, relatively early in 2013. Looking at the big up the Aztecs, though. I'm, uh, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm also looking forward to, ha- to, to the national discussions that will take place in the course of 2013. Uh, to the greater good of all mankind. And I'm looking forward to everyone listening to Straight Riven uh, right now uh, joining us again in 2013. It's been a pleasure, uh, entertaining and sometimes horrifying and sometimes uh, enlightening and sometimes depressing and sometimes uh, uh, filling you with joy throughout 2013 or 2012 rather and uh i for one look forward to doing it all over again in 2013 good night and i personally love you all don't end up on hoarders i love you too